Welcome to the Go One Better podcast. We are your hosts, Hannah Tucker and Abby Layton. And if you're serious about mastering your mindset, nutrition and training, but love a good time and a lol, then stay around because we're about to become best friends. Yeah, we're recording this a little late. We apologize. Hannah was hung over yesterday. Let's just be honest. Let's be transparent. <laughs> hung as a dog and we started we started recording and then she was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I was, guys, I was so fucked. I had like three hours sleep, baby. Um, it was bad. It was how, really are you, bad. how are you feeling today? I literally slept for like 12 hours um so feeling better today a couple of demons but But overall great that's okay as long as as long as the demons don't roll into the tuesdays and the wednesdays i think you're okay (laughs) don't worry i'll um i'll try i'm just gonna move this um shit um yeah i'll try not to let it roll over but there's no promises there is no promises i was was pretty demonic (laughs) are you planning on are you planning on exercising today Yes. No, I really need to get to the gym. However, in my defense, I got off the plane yesterday and went for it, went, drove straight to Burley instead of driving home and went for a walk. So like, that's great. Well done. I know. But yeah, I haven't actually been to the gym since, um, like last Thursday because I had a full mental break. <laughs> to stand it, to stand <laughs> To be fair though, Han, I haven't been to the gym since April 10 either. I've been terrible. How bad April is that? 10. That's like a week ago. Sad. It's really bad. I've fallen off the bandwagon. I need to get back on. I don't know what's wrong with me. Can we just tell everyone about your funny pullover story yesterday? Oh, my God, guys. It was so embarrassing. So I got off the plane, drove straight to Burley, went for a walk, and then I was like, you know what? I My soul needs salt water and ocean right now. Quickly grabbed my bathers out of my suitcase got dressed whatever I didn't have a towel didn't have anything I just happened to have bathers so I go jump in the water get in the car (laughs) get in the car driving home and then I like see like a policeman standing in the middle of the road I'm like fuck that's weird so anyway I keep driving closer and then he goes like this and I'm like and I'm just in my (laughs) and then I had this thing where I was like wait a second isn't it illegal to drive barefoot it's illegal yeah it is so me, I've got no shoes on. I'm like, fuck. So I grab a sock and I put a sock on and then I put my runner on. <laughs> <laughs> Just one runner. <laughs> one runner. I've got one runner. And then because I'm driving on my right foot, I've got a I'm I've got my left foot on the brake so that I don't run up the ass of someone else trying to put my right oh, shoe on. Oh my god. And then I've swapped right foot back onto the brake. I've put one left sock on just so it kind of looks like I'm wearing a shoe on the other foot. So I'm in bikinis and runners. <laughs> that is like quick thinking. Well done by you. Well done. Well, I was like, I'm going to get fined here if mm-hmm. I'm not wearing fucking shoes. Yeah, so definitely. anyway, I pull up and the guy's got the breath out and I'm like a tomato. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and the guy pulls me over and he's like, hey, like, have you been drinking today? And I'm like, I wish I had been. (laughs) And then I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm fully not wearing any clothes. And and the cop was like, it's all right. I'm not complaining. And I was like, oh, "Oh, so that's kind of gross. That's kind of gross that he said that. Inappropriate. 
he was really inappropriate and he was like old and he was like where have you been and I was like North Burley and he was all like do you live with a cop and I was like no and he was like oh it must be someone else and I was like this is weird but I actually had a low-key like am I gonna blow over like I don't know that's how big my night on Saturday was. The next day, there's probably a high chance that you could still be over, which is kind of scary. Well, I thought I had eaten and it was yeah. like, it was like 4 p.m. I'd been on a plane. I'd been drinking water. So, I, and I was fine. Yeah. So it was quite funny though, guys. It was so embarrassing. Just picture me in my bikinis and one run up. So yeah, that was my scary Sundays. That was your Easter weekend. How was my weekend? It was good. I went camping on Thursday night, went away to this little, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you'd have seen that we had a, like me and my best friend went on the most romantic little getaway on, we found it on Ripper Ride and it was like this little lake with this caravan. It was so cute. They had like a little tinny boat and we just got really drunk and had the most romantic night ever. And then I came back on Friday and I literally spent the whole weekend alone. Like I literally did not see anyone and it was really hard, Han. Like the first night I was like, am I going to be alone for <laughs> is this my life now but I also like couldn't be bothered reaching out to people like I could have been like hey can I tag along to Easter or like hey like there, there were options but I just couldn't be fucked so it was kind of nice having some alone time it was character building I was about to say I think that is massive because so many people can't sit on their own and it's really bad yeah no it was nice but it was nice today to see some people I feel like I'm so chatty because I like haven't spoken to anyone <laughs> I like started talking to myself last night and I was like this is not good Abby <laughs> Yeah, you need some social contact once you start talking to yourself. Today, guys, we're just gonna it's gonna be a pretty quick episode. We just wanted to touch on post-guilt um, or post-binging guilt, I guess, around Easter. I know a lot of my friends that I've been speaking to um, and clients as well, or just things I've been seeing on Instagram, like people, if you do overindulge, people can, I guess you can end up feeling pretty upset or not good within yourself. Um, and we just sort of wanted to go through the, those things. If that is happening to you right now, um, we want to give some tips on how you can sort of get over that, I guess. Yeah. And I think it, it ties in well to me talking about me experiencing this in the last couple of episodes that you guys would have, you would have been following along. But yeah. <laughs> I'd been having a few episodes too. So yeah, we can talk about our own stories as well. Yeah. I think uh, it's very common. And I think binge eating, We've all experienced it, whether it's emotional, like social, environmental. There are so many reasons and triggers that sort of set it off. But I think number Do you know what your biggest trigger is? Mine is emotional for sure. I, yeah. when I'm like, when I'm, even when I'm happy, like I'm, I'm a huge emotional eater. Um, when I'm like really upset or like a bit anxious or like uncertain, I think uncertain is a huge one for me. I get really like bingy. And not even that I feel anxious, but yeah, I just feel like something doesn't feel right or like I'm, I'm, I'm unsure of what's happening. I get really bingy and I, I end up, I don't eat myself sick or anything. I haven't done that in years. I mean, I probably did when I was young, but yeah. to a point where I'm just like kept constantly going back to the pantry and like kind of grazing all day, um, which then by the end, you know, comes meal time and then you have a meal anyway. And then you're like, fuck, I've eaten so much of that. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite my favorite thing is legit like when it comes to meal time and you're like well it's lunch time and I'm like you I have to eat, even though I've been eating constantly for eight hours I must eat again oh, and yeah, yeah I think it's it's it can leave you feeling pretty like disheartened or pretty bad within your body I think which isn't a nice feeling so I guess the first tip would be like to determine those triggers so whether it is emotional whether it is social um, whether it is environmental. I mean, emotional is a really tough one. 
I highly, highly recommend speaking to a psychologist or someone about that if you are experiencing that because I, for the first time ever, spoke to my, or a psychologist, my psychologist, whatever, about it a couple of weeks ago and she gave me some really great tips and um, I guess sort of we came to the conclusion that for me it is a frustration trigger, Mm. like when I'm really frustrated um, and then I get even more frustrated when I do it. So like my emotion is, yeah, frustration, that's what surrounds my like emotional eating I guess so I think it's really important to speak out about it and to someone to get that sort of more professional advice I guess yeah absolutely and what was the halt thing that your psychologist recommended him yeah so she suggested like she was like I know and I know like most people get told this anyway but if you actually do it it does make a difference but she used to say like so she said to me go through um an acronym which is halt um but she said do it after 30 minutes so she said whatever you like you know say you're like oh my god I just want to eat the whole house down like she recommended to me she was like you know you can eat the whole house down no one's telling you that you can't do that but I want you to sit there for 30 minutes or you know do something for 30 minutes and then come back to it and if you still want to eat the house down in 30 minutes then go for it eat but she was like more often than not by the time that 30 minutes has gone past you're distracted and you're doing something else and you won't want to do it yeah but she, she said in that 30 minutes, go through the acronym called HALT and H is like hungry. Like, are you actually hungry? A is like angry or anxious. Like, is there some sort of emotion that is fueling this? L was lonely. We love <laughs> Yeah, that was me this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then T was tired. So, she, you know, she said, if it was um, an actual hunger thing, then you'll still be hungry in 30 minutes and you can eat then. If it's, you know, an angry or anxious thing, sit down. Um, it might be like having to sit down and journal or, you know, calling or booking a psychologist appointment or, you know, figuring out what it is that's triggering those emotions. The lonely thing she sort of just suggested, you know, you call a friend, go for a walk together or you just call a friend in general and then obviously tired, take a nap. And then if you're still hungry when you wake up. Yeah, I love that. That's really great. Yeah. That was really beneficial for me um, a couple of weeks ago or probably a month or so ago now, a bit longer, when that was bad for me. But it definitely helps. And honestly, waiting 30 minutes changes everything. Mm. 30 minutes goes by, I'm like, I'm not fucking hungry. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What was I thinking? But 30 minutes I feel like would be hard, Like, especially if you're like 30 minutes like staring at the pantry, like, oh, my God. No, when you don't stare at the pantry. <laughs> go for a walk or something yeah I feel like you need to get out of the house in those sort of situations like being in the house I've been at home all weekend and I've eaten so much more because I'm like always at home get out Mm -hmm. get out get out get out all right number two is recognize why so I guess this is it kind of ties into determine your triggers but like are you look at your diet like throughout the week like are you being really restrictive throughout the week and what you're eating are you not allowing yourself to eat things like chocolate so that come the weekend or come like one evening you're like so restrictive during the week that you just binge 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 so I think it's really important to allow yourself to know or allow yourself to eat sort of all things throughout the week in like moderation so that you don't feel the need to binge throughout the weekend or on that moment yeah I think that 80 20 rule or even like 90 10 is something that most people should go off I think it's so great I agree and I think, yeah, I mean, our next point is that knowing that one bad meal doesn't hinder your progress. It's like that saying, literally James Smith posted it this morning, where it's like, you know, one hot day doesn't make a summer. Mm. So mm. it's like the same, or like one healthy meal doesn't make you healthy. Or like one, okay. you know, 
one full fuck up of a day isn't going to completely ruin everything. But if you let it sort of snowball effect, then obviously then that, that's where it can start to uh, hinder your progress and stuff. Yeah, I think if it's tying, if it's it's if it's becoming like a regular thing, or if it's like one or two days in a week, then I think yeah, you might want to seek some help or something. Or if it's like a seven day sort of thing in a row, then definitely try and <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> I'm talking to you. No, but yeah, one one bad meal is not going to ruin anything. So just like almost accept that that's happened and like do your best to just move on from it. I think when we dwell on things like that and sort of start to beat yourself up a little bit, it's just so much worse. So it's like you just need to say, okay, accept that that's happened and, you know, like put that in a box and close it and walk away and try not to think about it again. And just this is our next point, I guess, is go back to your normal way of eating as soon as you can. So don't dwell. Yeah, just try and get back on the bandwagon and, and like forget about that as soon as you can and like get out and get moving and feel a bit better in your body. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Letting it like snowball is like the worst thing that you can do. And like, it's like that fuck it mentality where you're like, well, fuck it. I've had like, you know, two shit meals. I may as well make it a third. Or like I've had two shit days. I may as well just keep going. Like that's where, that's what gets people, I think. So just getting or doing your best to get back into it. And it might be like more of a slow burner where it's like, okay, tomorrow instead of three shit meals, I'm only going to have two shit meals. Yeah. And then you, know, you do that for a couple of days and then it's like, all right, I already feel better. I'm only going to have one shit meal, not two shit meals. Yeah. And so sort of weaned off a little. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like bloody addicts. <laughs> I, I think uh, this is kind of not relating to that point at all, but um, Sophie, the dietitian that we had in a couple of weeks ago, I saw something on her Instagram a couple of days. It was like, if you feel like you binge on chocolate, then she's like, you need to have chocolate in the house all the time because. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. My housemate, my housemate and I, um, both she, my, my housemate has like a pretty bad history of eating, of um, binge eating. So when Sophie posted that, I sent it to her and I was like, maybe we try this. Like, is this what we try? And she was like, fuck no. no <laughs> like, she was like, I will eat all five blocks. Like, so Sophie's post was buy five blocks of chocolate, keep it in the pantry. And it, to me, I was like, that's that's pretty smart. Like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I could do that. I could definitely do that. And then I was like, and then my housemate was like, no. But I no. think eventually you could. Like at first, yeah, you might you might eat them all. But then I think the, the point is that you keep doing it. Well, hopefully you don't keep binging. Then you probably need to go book in with a psychologist. <laughs> but I think the whole point was that if you restrict yourself so much and you don't ever allow yourself to see it or like be in your sort of, you know, environment, then that's when you go a bit crazy on it. Where if it's something that you have like a little bit every day, you're not going to end up binging on it. Yeah. So my, when I spoke to my psychologist about it, she was like, don't buy like tubs or blocks yeah. because you will eat the whole thing. Yeah. Whereas she was like, if you just buy a chocolate bar and you just have the, cho-, she was like, you can have chocolate every day. That's not a problem. Yeah, but just buy the bar whether you have that, not the whole block. Or like, she was like, the worst thing you can be doing right now is buying a tub of ice cream because you're gonna eat the whole thing. So it's more like portions. Whereas I have the stick. Yeah, <laughs> I just have the stick. Yeah, no, you're right. That's totally true. So I guess maybe five blocks. Sophie's example is probably maybe not great for everyone, but I agree. Definitely having. Well, I, I think yeah, sorry. No, you're right. Having something portion controlled that you're allowed to eat every day, I think it's fine and good. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I definitely think that like having having it around and maybe that's also where mine stemmed from potentially because like at home mum always had like 
cookies or like she'd like make a slice of some kind for her to like snack on so it was always around me so I never felt like it wasn't but living out of home I have to buy all my own all my own groceries so I won't buy fucking junk food because yeah, I don't like eating it and then next minute I'm buying <laughs> tubs and bars and fucking <laughs> going all out please it's him <laughs> We're back on track now. We're back. That's good. No, yeah, I can sense it. I can feel that you're back on track and feeling better. Um, and I guess if you do sort of have a massive blowout, like for me, one of the things that I try to do the next day is like really try and listen to your body for when you're actually hungry. Because I feel like when I have those sort of days, the next day I'm like not fucking hungry at all. Like I'm just like so stuffed all the way through breakfast and lunch. And it's sort of nice to sort of go, well, you know what? I ate so much yesterday. I'm just going to not even think about like the need of food today. And it's more like listening to your hunger cues. Yeah. I think is really important. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think as well, like, like it's listening to your body the next day as well is a big thing. Cause if you feel like a complete dead shit, and then you try and exercise to make up for what you've eaten. I think it is just like waking up and being like, do I actually feel like exercising or am I only exercising because I feel, you know, because of what I've eaten and I'm trying to like burn it off as such. Yeah. I think obviously if you could at least a walk, please get a walk done, like nonetheless. But in terms of like training, don't feel like you have to go and, you know, run 10Ks or like do a massive hit session to burn mm. off whatever it is mm. that you ate. I think just sort of like being like, yep, I'm going to use that food for a bit of extra energy because I feel like doing that yeah. or I'm just going to get a walk done to try and like slowly get back into it after, you know, a couple of days off or a lot of eating or that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely not a good idea to try and like starve yourself and like not eat at all the next day and try and compensate with exercise because that just leads you into this spiral of like negative headspace and yeah, just get your body moving the way you feel like, I guess, and then eat normally. Yeah. Yeah, and normal. like some people might wake up like, I definitely not today, but on Friday I was like, yeah, I feel like going for a hectic run. So mm. I did, but like, like I had free fuel. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> exactly. Like I mean, if you're eating that much, it depends what you're eating. If you're filling your body with sugar and shit, you might not feel like great. But if you're just eating like kind of like normal foods, but eating a bit too much, you might have a hell of a lot of energy and you might like actually feel like going for a big fucking run or like a big gym session, you know, like use that energy if it feels good for your body. Yeah, but I think trying to like overcompensate with exercise is the worst thing that you can do because that's that can create a yeah terrible mindset of like because you can't you cannot outburn a, a shit diet. No way. Train. No fucking way. Like if you're binging and you're consuming like three thousand calories in a day, you'd have to exercise for like three days straight to burn right. that. So, so yeah, so silly. No point. Um, and then the last one, I guess, is journaling and making a plan or sort of like meal prepping for the week ahead so yeah journaling and you can sort of journaling journal all the things like journal your triggers journal why like sort of ask yourself what can I learn from this how can I make sure this doesn't happen again in the future how can I remove myself from the environment or the social or the emotional cues or triggers after after Sophie recommended that to me that was super beneficial for me like actually sitting down and writing about my food and my feelings and all of that kind of thing it's crazy how when you see how intertwined they are mm. definitely it definitely helps okay. I need to start doing That's that yeah a big recommendation I think is writing about your yeah writing about the food and the feelings and all the things journaling in general is just fucking epic you love a journal 
I am a slut for a journal. <laughs> so good. Um, all right, guys. Hannah, anything else? Um, I don't really think so. I mean, we've got a few life updates. Do we? What's our life updates? I don't. I'm boring as batshit. I'm so boring. I need to get, I need to, actually, no, I do have some things that I want to share next week if I can, I think, if I'm allowed to. Yes, yes, that, that is a big sharing thing. Sure. That, but I don't know if I can yet. Hopefully I can't. Hopefully I can't share it at all. <laughs> you're giving it away now. <laughs> no, I'm not. But, um, yeah, no, anyway, no, go. No, What's no, your, no. Oh, no, yeah, so a lot of people did ask me, Hannah, about the psychic and the boy and the date. How did it go? Update everyone. So, guys, I did end up seeing him in Melbs. Uh, drink went well, went really well. Thought he was a bit of a cutie. Right. Um, and we locked lips, so that's good. Love a locky lippy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I saw him again up on the GC and it was fine. <laughs> but not great. We don't we didn't get the vibe. Not the same vibe as the drunken locky locky lips. Okay, I wasn't drunk, I was driving, but yeah, no, no, he's lovely. Um, but I actually had a second appointment with Linda on Friday yeah. of this week, last week. Uh, and she said that he and I are going to see each other again. So that was interesting. I'll keep you guys posted on that one. Yeah, yeah please. But do. she told me that. I will be having a few flings. A few th- flings are coming my way before I meet my man, of which she said is, yeah, a few months away, apparently. That's all right. With patience. She said this thing about him being a little bit older, bringing lots of money. She said that he's a little bit lighter head um, this time around. So she she nailed um my hinge date on the head. But, yeah, the, the one, apparently is a little bit lighter head and fit and all that bloody jazz make sure you don't like what? take that as a grain of salt like make sure if you don't meet a hottie like fully into you that's brown hair that you're like um no my psychic said he'd be blonde <laughs> i know but i swear there's not that many blonde boys around but yeah and then we spoke about my career a bit which was a bit interesting there was a few pointers in there that i was like what but yeah all in all good appointment loved it i just okay. wish that like something tell me what's going to happen in my life. No, no, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. But guys, if you guys booked in, we'd love to hear your stories and what she said about you. So write us in, write us a little DM or an email or something. We'd love to hear. And then we can share it on the potty. Yeah. I want to know about other people's psychic experiences and like if they've ever gotten it right. Yeah, me too. I need some like, I need some clarity of what's going on. So good. All right, gang, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for joining. We hope you took something away from this. And get yeah. back on the bandwagon. Back on the bandwagon. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.